0: This is the Passive Real Estate Podcast, the premier podcast for passive real estate investors. Matt Jones interviews experienced passive investors who share their industry secrets and active investors who show you different ways to invest passively. Hello, and welcome back to the Passive Real Estate Podcast. I'm Matt Jones, and today is a spooktacular episode. Happy Halloween. And today I'm going to be telling you some horror stories, scary things that happened with some different real estate investments. All right, so let me just get into it. Uh, First one, and these are not all my stories, a little bit, but uh, mostly other people that I I know or um, heard about from the internet. Okay, so uh, for one investor, they were rehabbing a house and they uh, pulled up some uh, junk carpet in the attic and underneath that carpet, they found a pentagram painted in red that covered the entire floor. So some uh, devil worshipers uh, living in there There. Hopefully, they didn't have any hexes or things like that. All right. uh, Next one uh, happened in LA. It was at an Airbnb. And uh, so, you know, Airbnb can be very profitable. And this uh, investor had rented it out uh, to a particular guest, a woman. And, uh, you know, the woman stayed for her stay, but then refused to leave at the end of that period of time. And uh, in fact, uh, you're going to never guess how long she stayed 500 days. It took 500 days to get that Airbnb guest out, uh, and not paying during, during that entire time, except for that uh, very uh, you know couple days or whatever in the beginning. And this is a multi-million dollar home, so this owner is losing out on a lot of Airbnb income as a result. And in the end, uh, the owner had to pay the uh, guest. Hundred thousand dollars to get her to vacate. I mean, like in L.A., the tenant protection laws are serious. That squatter was just protected and and able to just continue living there. All right, uh, next one. This uh, property manager uh, was covering you know multiple units for different. Uh, Low owners, and uh, you know they were doing the regular uh, monthly uh, payouts of the profits, but then they stopped. And uh, the owners tried to get a hold of them. It was like a couple months, and the uh, the previous like clockwork monthly payments had stopped to the owners. And the owners tried to get a hold of the property manager, no avail. They weren't able to get a hold of her, or them at all. And eventually, the owners figured out that the property manager had skipped out of town. Not only with those monthly profits for those past few months, but also with the security deposits from those properties. So the owners ended up having to be on the hook for paying back those security deposits to the residents. Uh, okay, um, it uh, you know, like just goes to show you, you really got to screen and, and uh, out your property manager uh, before you hire them. Uh, word of mouth and uh, referrals uh, is really good for that to see what people's track record is. Of uh, other uh, owners that have actually worked that with that property manager. Okay, next story. There was this uh, upstairs resident, you know, multi-level, um, you know, property, and the upstairs resident uh, you know, turned his living room into an indoor garden. <laughs> what I'm talking is like he put a freaking foot of soil on the living room floor. And it was only discovered when the downstairs residents complained of brown water stains appearing on their ceilings. (laughs) Can you imagine? I mean, so, you know, like I said, it was a foot of dirt and he was watering every day. I don't know what he was growing in there, if it was weed or just some carrots or or cabbage or whatever. I don't know. But uh, so uh, both residents had to get moved out and major renovations done. So, you know, this, uh, I, I guess one one uh, recurring theme of this particular episode, it's good to screen the people you're working with. So have proper screening of potential residents, have proper screening of your property manager, because you want to get a good idea of who you're you know, getting um, involved with uh, in this business. Okay. So there was this other house that was being rented out by the room. So like, you know, it had multiple bedrooms. Each resident was, you know, you know, like there was a community area, like the living room and kitchen and whatnot but each person would paid for their own bedroom for like you know shorter stays I suppose and uh, one of the girls uh, that was living in one of the bedrooms she was only there for two weeks but in that two weeks caused all of the other residents to move out and this is because of the smell she this one resident made the entire house smell so incredibly bad you know essentially she uh, left her bedroom carpet just covered in I'm talking melted Skittles, uh, spilled slushies from the 7-Eleven and, uh, you know, poop as well. So, you know, that just it was enough to the stickiness and the, the flies and, and the, the poop smell just uh, kind of compounded and make the whole house just terrible. OK, uh, next, there was this uh, resident who was a good resident for like two years, like paying their rent on time. But then after about two years, they they started struggling to pay their rent on time. And, you know, in order to avoid an eviction, he offered the owner to just, you know, leave, just to, you know, vacate the premises. And, um, and he asked the owner like, Hey, well, what do you want me to do with the fridge? And <laughs> you can imagine the owner was like, what are, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, leave the fridge alone. I mean, it's a, a four month old fridge. Well, it turns out, okay, this, uh, you know the resident. They had been, of course, having the financial difficulties, but they had stopped paying their power bill, so the power had been turned off for two months. So I don't know if you've ever, you know, gone in and smelled the uh, stuff that's been in a, a fridge that's been turned off for a while. Like when I was a, a resident assistant in the dorms, sometimes we would have to uh, clean out fridges that were turned off over spring break for a week, and a week is plenty of time, but two months, oh my goodness! So this fridge. That had been off for two months. It was stocked full of food and everything. So, after two months, it was also full of like bugs, uh, you know, larvae, uh, fermented drinks, rotten food. Just like you, you don't want to smell this, word. you don't even want to open it. And, and uh, it was like I said, it was only four months old so this brand new fridge this owner had to ended up having to just throw it away because like uh you know it's really not worth it at that point to try to clean out all that junk that i'm certainly not willing to do that myself but okay um now there was this um other house where residents they had uh, dogs and, uh, you know, normally when you have dogs, you, you got to let them outside from time to time, uh, you know, so there you got to, you know, uh, use the bathroom outside. But these residents never let their dogs outside. They stayed inside the house. And the residents also didn't want the house to smell like poop. So they thought of this a very clever idea. Oh, you know, I, I suppose they thought it was clever, at least what they would do is they would let their dogs down into the basement to poop down there. But In order to reduce the smell of the poop, those residents would take some latex paint that they had bought at the store and just cover, uh, you know, put a little spoonful or like however much paint to cover that uh, poop. And so it just started piling up and piling up and piling up. And of course, the the paint dries, it solidifies. And so once those residents moved out, the owner came in and was like, oh, my God, there's a basement full of painted poop that is just stuck in place. It was like... Was it almost impossible to get out? Like, yeah, almost had to have a jackhammer to, you know, get that stuff out of there. Oh, all right. So there, here's another story of a uh, um, these residents who didn't pay rent for a few months, and you know, eviction was filed. Uh, and, you know, which is normal. And the day that the sheriff came, uh, those residents they were gone. They they left. Uh, so you know, one less thing, I guess, to, for the uh, property manager to take care of. Uh, you know, trying to uh, get these residents out at the last second with the sheriff. But, uh, and the residents had cleaned out their stuff, you know, they cleaned out the house. And uh, so I'm talking not just their stuff, you know, their furniture, clothes and all that stuff, but they had also taken the fridge, the shower stall in the bathroom. they had taken the kitchen cabinets, the bathroom cabinets, the baseboard heaters, the electrical wiring, the outlets, and even the kitchen sink. (laughs) So all this stuff, they had basically like gutted the entire house, and and these people had no forwarding address, so and the owners, uh, you know, were, were not able to track down these residents, like they were just transient people or something. Uh, so the, this goes to show you, you got to have really good screening of residents, or having your property manager, who's in place, do these really good screenings to see who you're getting involved with. You know, you don't want to, uh, you know, allow people to live in your property that are going to destroy your property and steal everything. Um, okay. This next one is actually one of my stories. This uh, this homeless person, um, like in one of my properties, it was a, a triplex and um, and it had this, uh, I don't know, this weird, it wasn't like a closet. It was more like a office, like a small office, but I, I used it as like a storage area, I guess, in the front of the house. Uh, you know, So it wasn't connected to any of the units. It was just kind of a, a separate thing. You walk in the door and then um, just to the left there was there. And this homeless person had been living in there and I had discovered this, this is when I was managing my own properties, uh, you know, years ago. And I had discovered this by, um, like I was trying to, uh, you know, store some, you know, put like, I don't know, some paint or something in, in that room. And, um, and when I unlocked it, cause you know, there's like a front door to the building. So I unlocked that to got in an and then unlocked the side door, um, you know, for this, uh, storage closet. And, you know, lo and behold, I see some stuff in there and I didn't put it there. And I'm the only one that had the keys. So I'm like, okay, what's going on here. And it, it was like a bed roll that was laid out and some clothes and, you know, women's clothes and some other stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I, you know, changed the locks of course. And, um, and then a few days later, I went to investigate again, and uh, the stuff was like moved around a little bit, like, like it wasn't me who had moved that, um, it was that, that you know, woman, I guess that was living there uh, at the time. <laughs> and So I was like, wow, she's a really good lock picker. Well, congratulations to her. And, um, you know, I tried to get there like uh, early in the morning or like later in the uh, evening to try to catch her and see what was going on to like, to, like just ask her like, hey, you know, this is not a homeless shelter. I'm sorry, but you got to move on. Uh, but I, I don't know. She must have just come at, at random times in the night um, when I was off sleeping, of course. Um, so I was never able to catch her. And then um, eventually she moved on, I guess, and, and I got rid of her stuff. And so that was good. <laughs> but I had a, um, you didn't have to like try to evict a, a squatter, uh, luckily for that. And then, um, oh, another time, a resident. Oh, my, you know, mental health uh, is a real issue. Like people who have mental health problems deserve to have some proper support in their lives. But this particular resident of mine, uh she took her personal problems out on me like I was the devil according to her or something like that um not literally literally but but she just hated me I don't know um and so like one time I was having a plumber over to fix her toilet and um while I was there um I you know she asked me if I would fix her window and I I said okay what's going on with the window and she said like oh it doesn't lock And I said, like, what are you talking about? And she said, she showed me like, oh, she had taken the lock apart herself. And I'm like, whoa, what, like, what, why did you take the lock apart? Like, it's, it's like, it was working before what's going on. And she said, "Oh, you're making me do this." And then, she, uh, like, there's a, like a sloping roof just outside of that window. It was on the third floor, and it was snowing outside, so there's snow in this roof. And so then she was saying, like, "Oh, you're making me like go step outside onto this roof uh, to fix the lock and stuff." And I'm like, "No, no, no, no! Who I am I? Did not say that." Luckily, I, I mean, the plumber was right there. And, uh, so I had a witness just in case she like fell, broke her neck and, uh, you know, and all that stuff. Uh, she didn't thankfully, of course. Um, and, and, uh, <laughs> she did not fall, but, uh, and, uh, you know, at the end of her lease, she moved out, which, uh, that was, uh, far and away the best. Okay. Now here's my favorite spooky story of this uh, particular episode. Um, and so this was, uh, you know, someone else and the resident, she was an older lady, maybe in her eighties. And, um, uh, She at the end of her lease, uh, she uh, she put in her notice to move out, and the property management company was like, "Okay, well, why why are you moving out?" You know, kind of a standard question to ask so to track um, reasons for moving out, and the resident said, "Well, because my house is haunted," and the the property manager, uh, you know, unfortunately that uh, they did not like try to investigate further. They just said, "Oh, okay, well, whatever. i will jot it down as like (laughs) you didn't want to live there anymore, I guess," and uh, so. what happened was um, the the resident she had told her you know kids like hey there's you know my house is haunted there like there's a, a ghost in my bedroom so I can't sleep in there because every time I go in in there the ghost says hello Natalie and, and this woman's name is Natalie and so she thought wow this ghost <laughs> it wasn't anywhere else in the house just in that that bedroom and so she was sleeping on her chair in the living room uh, because uh, uh, she didn't want to be in the same room as where the ghost was living. Um, and so when um, her kids came to to help her move out, one of the kids went in there and uh, was like, "Okay, let's let's see this ghost." And uh, the that first kid, um, it was like, I mean, like fifty or sixty, so like you know, fully grown adult, of course. But um, uh, she heard a voice say, "Hello, Natalie," and so she freaked out. She like left out of that room. And so then uh, the son was like, "Okay, hey, hang on a second. Let me go in that room and see what's going on." And he went in that room and heard low battery. (laughs) So uh, low battery. So there was just this fancy kind of uh, smoke detector that, uh, you know, know, most smoke detectors when they're running on a low battery, it beeps. You know, it's got this annoying beep. So you're like, okay, got to change the battery. But this one, it was fancier. Instead of the beeping, it said low battery. Uh, and but the the woman was she was kind of hard of hearing and and uh, I mean her name was Natalie and so she just interpreted in her head as it was saying. Hello, Natalie, versus low battery. Uh, So anyway, the property manager, they could have investigated to say like, okay, let's uh, let's put on our our ghost busting outfit here and and take a look. Oh, it's in this room. Oh, low battery? Well, let's put in a new nine volt battery. There you go. Ghost is gone. Boom. So, all right. uh, There are some of my best uh, horror and scary stories for uh, real estate investing and property manager or management that I can tell you. Well, until next time, happy investing. Subscribe to this podcast to stay updated on new episodes. Leave a review to let us know that you enjoy the content. There are tons of ways to invest in real estate that you can explore by reading Matt Jones's book called Book About Real Estate. It summarizes many top real estate books all in one. Find it on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Google Play, or barnesandnoble.com. If you want to learn more about passive real estate investing, go to hawkwingcapital.com.